Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss national association raising awareness about gender inequality in the music industry while supporting, promoting and connecting professional female, inter, non-binary and trans artists. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be part of an empowering community. Find out more on our website helvetziarocked.ch Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Musicians in Conversation is sponsored by Suiza, the cooperative society of music authors and publishers in Switzerland. Hi everyone, welcome to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. In this episode of Musicians in Conversation, I'm talking to Nadia Zella, who is a singer, guitarist, lyricist and producer. She's also a coach at the Helvetia Rocked Songwriting Camp. We discuss finding your own voice, making the system better for women to continue music after having children, and the importance of supporting and showing solidarity through opportunities and employment. Nadia shares two of her tracks with us and she answers an audience question. And don't forget, if you do have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Nadia Zella. Hi, this is Nadia Zella and you're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. Hi Nadia, thank you for joining me. Hi Natalia. The first question I have for you is the question that I ask everybody and that is how did you get started on your musical journey? Well, actually, I um, already as a small child, like six or seven years, I, I think I always wanted to be in a band. Um, I played with my cousins and my brother. I played band like with badminton rackets. Um, they had to be with me, with me in my band. <laughs> <laughs> and then I used to sit a lot in front of the record player of my parents and just watch how the needle goes down the record and listen to the music. And they had some sort of Sony band machine. So, and I really loved also, you know, the hi-fi about it and all the buttons and all the knobs. So I had an early, like, um, passion for all the technical stuff as well um, concerning rock music. And then later I started to play the guitar, um, but in a very classical style. And I very soon um, wanted to write my own songs because I wanted to express myself. Um, Yeah, Um, then my first band was an all-girl band, like with friends. Nice. How did you find them? Were they already having a similar kind of approach to music as you? Were they as curious about music as you? And you said, hey, why don't we just do it? Or did you have to convince your closest friends to do a band? Well, actually, they convinced me, but it didn't take a lot to convince me. (laughs) (laughs) It was a thing about schoolmates and being cool because it's cool. You know, I'm... In an age, I grew up, you know, like I was born in 1971. So, um, like, my adolescence was in the 80s, early 80s. And um, 
we had this band and so it was very cool then to have a band like we were very much into English bands like Echo and the Bonnie Man and Julian Cope and the Laws, the Cure, the Smith. So we wanted to be like them. Yeah. So and I actually don't know why it was a girl band. This is a very strange <laughs> and amazing thing. It was just like a feeling Maybe at this time as well, um, you know, feminism was an issue, like at our schools as well. We were talking f uh, feminist issues, and so maybe it had to do with that, but it was, was also very much a friend thing. Yeah. Like all the boys playing in boys' band, we just were girls playing in the girls' band. It was kind of normal to us, actually. Yeah. So... I love that though. I love that you guys were able to have that as your first experience in music together as well, actually, because I'm guessing that it kind of maybe helped set the foundation for you, that sort of space to be with other girls, maybe having the same sort of views, especially, you know, speaking about feminism and that sort of thing. Do you think it set the foundation for you? Yes, I think it set a very good foundation as well because I think maybe a reason why we girls wanted to work with each other was as well as the, that um, it's also a, a secure space then. And I still have the feeling, you know, in the workshops with women I, I coach or with, with younger women I talk to, um, there's a big need for girls to be in a safe space mm. to be relaxed and secure and not be controlled and watched and stared at all the time and be defined like are you able to do that or are you sexy or this is a boy and girl thing and yeah. um, so we were very relaxed about that because we, we were all complete amateurs so we, we didn't have to prove ourselves in front of the others. It was just like experiencing playing, like a childish play, yeah. like, or like a child's play. And I think that is a good reason for girls to be in a girls' band. Yeah. Like, it's safe, it's not comparative, you know? Yeah, yeah. I love what you were saying there, like, that about that sort of safe space. And it's interesting, it's, there's so many layers to it when you get young girls in a creative space like you said like sometimes this um people are afraid of being watched people are afraid of being judged people there's so many layers to being a young girl I think in music isn't there so I think if anyone's listening and they're they're wondering maybe how to start you know I mean choose whoever you want to play with but actually maybe a good idea would be to be with other other young girls or other people who are just like you isn't it absolutely and I think uh, you also need the freedom you know to play an instrument like a woman plays an instrument yeah. we don't have to forget um, uh, we need to think about the fact that most of the musical history is based on men's ideas like how to construct an instrument, how to build an instrument, mm. how how to play it, how to be with your body with an instrument. A woman holds a guitar differently than a man does because we have bigger boobs. Yeah, like. exactly. Can you, <laughs> <laughs> let's, so, let's talk about that. Yeah, let, no, I, you know? I mean, I'm really very cool at talking about these yeah. things because I always feel like very happy and conscious when I see girls who play the guitar because it looks it, lo it also, also looks differently they have another bo body approach to the instrument mm. and I really love that and I think we should experience with that and not to be 
too much schoolish about it, but just to try it and mm. to be feel free to try it. Absolutely. Feel free to try. Because also there's something about um, perfection, you know, people wanting to be really good at something before before their time, really, and, and, and maybe stopping themselves from actually trying because they don't feel they might be good enough. How do you um, sometimes deal with those thoughts of maybe not being good enough? Well, you know, when you um, work for a while, like I have done in creative arts, then you realize that perfection is an issue you should just forget. Because there is always, always somebody who's more perfect than you. Mm. Even if you're the best guitarist in the world, you think you will one day see another one that you admire and you think, I've, I'm so bad at my instrument. So everybody, every artist, perfection is something that I really don't mind anymore. It's, it's not an interesting issue. Mm. I think um, what is much more interesting is... Uh, being unique, being yourself, finding your voice, finding your style, express what is really deeply hidden inside of yourself and find your own way. Mm. Like, And that is a very hard way. I mean, of course, you can be technically a very, very good guitarist. But as you know, a lot of guitarists... Sorry, I always talk about playing guitar because I am a guitarist. Yes, and that's what we <laughs> want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, it's the same for trumpetists or <laughs> um, drummers. Or yeah, A lot of good guitarists... Um, for example, Django Reinhardt, he played with three fingers and mm. he developed a unique style. So also, um, if you're dilettant or um, not very good at your instrument, don't worry. It's all about the expression, you know. Sometimes it's good not to be perfect because you you um, intensify your, how do you say, the word the where you are really good at you yeah. intensify that instead of wanting to be someone else so that is the biggest art you know to yeah. accept that you can't do what others do and just be yourself mm. i think for people trying to find their voice how does that process work and how do they know when they've got there um, well, I think there's different aspects that, I mean, um, you feel if um, something you've written or created is mature and, and has a deeper effect on people or yourself. I think it's all about also experiencing yourself in your work and just going a step forward. You should actually... Be aware of not working with people that put you steps backward, for example. But if if you really seriously work on your stuff and you have the need and the will to express yourself, you will always go forward and you will choose people that bring you forward. And um, and then your work, I mean, you're, you never get to the end. <laughs> that, that yeah. is... That is an illusion. I think an artist that says, um, I mean, you can say this is the best record I've ever made, but 
I mean, I always laugh when, you know, actors uh, tell about their films when they do the promotion. Well, this is the best film I've ever made and this is the best um, director I've ever worked with. I mean, it's it's so nonsense, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, the best works of art you will only know in 50 or 100 years uh, what will survive. Um, maybe it's it's an album of someone who is absolutely unknown nowadays that, that suddenly pops up like in 100 years and everybody says but this is this was a genius like Van Gogh nobody really bought his paintings but now it costs mi millions and yeah, billions absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah I, I think you don't get to the end if you get to the end mm, then maybe you, you're time really to stop. <laughs> dead as an artist <laughs> yeah. it's time to invent something new for yourself Absolutely. So you, um, you're a singer, guitarist, lyricist, producer. What comes more naturally to you? What's the first thing that you have more of like an affinity with? Or is it just about the timing, depending on the mood you're in? Well, I think um, I'm, a, I'm a singer, you mm. know, though I was not educated as a singer, but I was... I was all, I, I sang a lot in my life, you know, yeah. all the time. I sing all the time when I'm on my bike, when I'm um, before sleeping. I, I don't know. And singing is very feels very natural to me. So playing the guitar is maybe more um, the the instrument that um, transports my voice and my message. So I I have also to work more on the guitar than on my voice um, and producing is going with the process <laughs> like yeah. um, but I love it I love it the more and more the older I get I, I get more into producing yeah what, what, what are some of the things that you love about it um, like you know um, not so much the technical aspect of the whole thing, which everybody can learn, you know, you mm. can learn that in, um, you know, online schools. Or <laughs> it's not so difficult. But when does music start touching people's hearts? So you can kill a song by overproducing it, you know, for example, with too much ideas, too many ideas, mm. too much um, reverbs and delays on it or something. Or... Um, the idea of like how should it sound you know how how is the message um um transported in a in a very good way way so that it really um touches people's hearts because music is always about uh, touching your body and your soul and your heart yeah always if it's a dance song it also needs to touch you your body and bring it to dance you know so the idea of how how do you get to people that I find very interesting. If you are involved in music as a hobby, profession or both, sign up for free on the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers, and many more of all levels. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. 
for further information, go to musicdirectory.ch. to take a moment now to listen to your first track that we're going to listen to that is Big Black Holes. Can you tell me about the process of writing this song? Well you know the song is um, a good example on my latest album because we we wanted to write a requiem Mm. which is kind of Totenmesse like um, comes from the classical music and I wanted to adapt this for me and so on this song, everything is present, what what I wanted on the album. It's a rock band playing a rock song, but actually the rhythm comes from a classical um, Trauermarsch, it's called in, in, in German. Um, it's it's kind of a rhythm pattern and that yet you hear a lot in, in Requiems. And you have the choir which represents for me the other world. You've chosen it for your second track. It's it's almost like the first track. There's an intro on your album and then it goes into this song. Why did it sit there? Yeah. I think Big, Big Black Holes is a, is a good um, song for an album opener um, because it points into space and the whole album tries to make a connection between the earthly life we live and space where I have um, the vision that after death you know our souls um, like uh, immaterialize and go to space and reforms in space so I think everything is connected and the song talks about this like I had a vision um, of this you know, after the sudden death of my husband in the night um, after his death, I really had this vision that my heart explodes with all the experience and all the feelings I had in my life and like goes very, very slowly, expands into space. And I had this feeling of room and time. I know it sounds pretty crazy, but it was a very, very strong experience for me, like almost a religious experience though I'm not religious, um, but I'm sure there is a connection between space and us human beings. We just don't know anything about it or very, very few about it. But I think there is a connection and there is life outside or immaterialized or in another form. And the song is about that and it makes this connection to space. Musically, we wanted to... um, have songs on the album to bring people down, you know, like also tempo-wise. So this song has a very, very slow beat. So um, (laughs) that people realize if death comes into your life, um, you are automatically going to slow down a lot because you... You can't live on, like, speed speed it up or so. Um, and that is also an expression of this song. It's, it's, you know, it's really on the edge of a down tempo. And I really love that about this song. Let's listen to Big Black Holes. Secession of the soul Drift apart, no 
from your experiences of making money and making a living from music can you talk about some of the ways that over the years you've been able to um, make money from music well since I've been a long time in the business um, I made a lot of money earlier or a lot of money just more money in my earlier days with concerts and record tellings but nowadays this doesn't work anymore yeah so it's it's getting harder and harder you know to sell your records I mean there's they cost nothing you can stream them and um, I depend on cultural institutions that um, have funds for musicians Um, I get support from Stadt Zürich um, to do my work and I think if you are not really a commercial musician that um wants to make music for the masses then you nowadays need that support yeah. and I live as a musician mostly from that and from concerts brilliant brilliant that's good to, that's very good to know for for people that there are um, possibilities to apply for funding to apply for grants maybe that can help projects move forward that's great um, I'm really interested to talk to you about um, 
rock music, being a woman in rock, but also an older woman in rock. Um, I personally think it's so important to be able to see women of all ages in music. Um, first of all, who are some of the people that you used to look to or you still do look to in music? When I started out, there were not so many women, you know. There was P.J. Harvey, which I still, still adore a lot. <laughs> she's yeah. one of my huge idols because she's also a woman who stayed true to herself. And um, I nowadays I love Patti Smith because she's one of the last rock women, you know, like in her age, being yeah. on stage. And she has a strong political and uh, feminist message as well, which is driven by a lot a lot of love which I really like about her and there's lots of other guitarists and, and women um, I like um, but yeah I think um, it it should be more normal um, to see more women on stage of all ages actually it would be nice to, to have that yeah and I I still feel at my age a little bit lonely sometimes yeah yeah, because it's not the normal, um, you know, um, choice to live like that, like I live. And especially, um, what I what I think a lot about is being a mother and an artist. How do you balance that? Well, it has to be balanced. Yeah, but I mean, everything in life has to be balanced, and I it really makes me angry that it's such an issue. Um, uh, to become mother and still um, go to work, like and if you're an artist, you go to work as well. Yeah, um, being an artist is a lot of work, more work than any other job, believe me. So um, I I really can't accept that um, economics still are not able to integrate mothers in the system. Like it should be totally normal to become ki- to get kids. And just go on with your work after a while and just balance that. And I mean, if you need to balance it, you need help. You maybe need help from your husband, from the father or um, the mother, <laughs> the other mother. Or uh, you need help from the state. Or yeah, But it should be more normal. And I really can't believe that still young women come to me and, and have questions about that and say, how did you do that? And how how are you managing all that? And they say, well, it's it's like uh, you need a good partner. Yeah, you need a support system, isn't it? Yeah. I think I think that's key. I mean, from my own perspective, I just had a baby um, nearly two years ago, and I always, I first of all, I'm I, I'm grateful that I had a child in my 30s because I was able to fulfill some of the things that I wanted to do in my life but also I was able to kind of um, imagine how I would want my life to continue <laughs> do you know what I mean like there were so many creative things that I didn't want to stop because of having a child but I'm so sure that maybe one of the reasons, maybe I don't know what you think about this, but maybe one of the reasons that you might not see as many of your peers now in your same situation, like performing and being in music, is because maybe they had to make a difficult choice between raising a family and maybe they didn't have that sort of support system. Exactly. And that was what I was pointing at. Mm. Like, it's not okay. You know, the system should be easier for women 
when they get pregnant and when when they get child children it's it's um it should be just totally normal and i really don't agree like with artists with, like Ma- Ma- marina abramovic who says you should choose either to be a mother or an artist that is total bullshit i Absolutely. really yeah. really hate her for saying that mm. it's totally anti-women and it's not good you know it's um it i mean nature has has created that so yeah. why always be against that i don't really don't get it yeah um we need more um just more uh, support and the the whole society should care about that you know like bring your children to 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 um, the rehearsals yeah. maybe just put your blocks in it so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it should be more normal, like exactly. And having sort of practical um, things, you know, like being able to bring your children along, maybe having rooms set up or spaces yeah, set up. Exactly. You Why know. Not? Yeah. Why is that so difficult? You know, we manage to fly to other planets. Exactly. So we don't manage to uh, br- uh, get women a good life when mm. they become mothers to yeah. just go on performing on stage, for example, or. This should be normal, just normal. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And and my brain is also thinking of or just imagining all the art that we are sort of missing out on yeah, because exactly. of something so, you know. Thank you for saying that. I think, um, you know, when a woman um, decides to have not children, this can be very fulfilling for her but when a woman decides to have children this is also a, um, a very interesting uh, subject that can you know um, go into her art and become part of her art for example I always say my music was getting much much better and deeper and more mature when I became mother so i the whole vision of my world of my being changed and mm. this all went into my my music and i i got um more successful as well so you can't you know just like it's just yeah it's really hard to ask people to make a choice uh, you know to choose no. one or the other and and i think just by having this conversation and even when i was thinking about before what we were going to speak about i was i was thinking you know um it's it's hard often to use the word role model some people don't want that right but but certainly i think the fact that you are making music and you continue to do so and continue to perform it's actually really important to show people that it's actually possible you know so i think what i would really like for people who are listening because i think there's so so many different um people on different journeys or different stages of their journey in their artistry and Some, for some people, there's always this sort of looming thing of, do I have a child? When do I have a child if I do? And how is that going to affect my personal growth and trajectory? But just being able to know that it's possible to continue is so very important. Yeah, but I think it should be more easy to yeah. continue. It's really hard. Yeah. You know? And, for example, if you lose your husband or you're divorced or something or your partner, as I say, your partner, um, then it's going to be even harder, much mm. harder. So we need really to think this whole issue in a new way, 
you know, it's not an illness becoming mother, but it's an, it's just normal. And I think we, we should be aware that we learn a lot from children as well. You know, as, as, a, as a parent, you learn a lot from your children. Mm. They show you an, a much more easier and, and uh, an idea and a world full of love and um, an openness to life, which sometimes we in our 30s or so have lost or forgotten because mm. we're stressed and we're, you know, like focusing always on, on our on our goals. And children, they don't have goals. They are just like in the moment. And this is something that an artist can really profit from, like being reminded of, hey, I need to be in the moment. It's it's now. It's happening now, right yeah. now. Um, and so children are very, very good for artists. <laughs> It's You've like it it's like a promotion, <laughs> like an advertising, you know, become mothers. Yeah. No, I just want to encourage younger women, like, um, not, don't stop thinking in these separated ways. Don't separate your nature from your art. It's it's not natural. It's it's not good. It's a man thinking. Mm. We're used to it, but we should rethink it. Yeah. And go back to it's what over. is intuitive for us, which is, you know... It's over. Yeah. It's boring. This world has to become more feminine, you know. It's so true. Really? It's so very true. You know, sometimes I really get sad because um, when younger women come up to me, you know, when in my coachings or sometimes they call me privately, you know, for an advice or so, um, they they still have the same problems that I had when I was 16, so this really worries me, you know. Yeah, we have to yeah. move on there, you know. Yeah. And we, we need to talk about these things. And I think it's very, very good when young women call me or call for an advice. And yeah. they should also call themselves, you know, their colleagues. Um, it's, it's important that women give jobs to women, that mm. girls um, show their solidarity with other girls. Um, because we are still only, you know, a minority in music business, so we need to feel the support yeah. of the other women, you know. Don't envy the others, you know. Everything that you give into the system will come back to you. It, it's it's all about giving, and then you'll be given, you know. Um, Absolutely. And also call elderly women, you know, like older women, call them for advices. They they will will love to help you. They will love to support you. They know how it is, you mm. know. We all experienced this long time ago and I think we should help younger women, you know, to um to not worry too much and just move forward and not think about too much about these worries. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's such an important um thing to remember and to know that actually some of these issues that young women in music are coming up against aren't new issues you know they're I'm sometimes shocked yeah it, it's, it's so old yeah. issues that yeah. I was that I'm really shocked when yeah. I hear it like is this still seriously happen? still happening yeah yeah like four boys in the room and one girl and uh, the girl for three hours Mm. doesn't say a word or something like that 
Yeah. It's just, I think it's, it has to do uh, with the fact that we are, you know, still fewer musicians. Mm. Also in classical music, it's yeah. an issue. There's so still how do, what, what, what would you say? Is there anything that you've ever thought of over the years that like, oh, this is the key, like this is the thing to fix this situation? I think the key is really to um, show your solidarity with other women, mm. to support other women. And I mean by support, not like um, only going in, in the streets and to demos and stuff, but you also give jobs mm. to other women. You need to uh, make them work, yeah. you know. Give them, if you know, <laughs> cultural um, um, f um, funds need to support women more, even more. Yeah. It starts getting better. But we, we need money to work with. We need to make a living. Mm. Only then you can go on with your work. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to talk about feminism and everything, but we're just human beings and need food on the table. So put us food on the table by giving us work and give, giving us jobs, you know. And women also need to support other women, give them jobs, work together, form girl bands. It has to be more normal, you know. Yeah. I think sometimes women forget a bit that um, we need to make a living as artists. It's nice to see our pictures in the newspaper, but at the end of the day, I need to pay my rent. Yeah. So I need jobs. Mm. I think the job thing is so crucial because it's multi-layered. It's given financial stability. It's given freedom financially but also creatively it's giving experience it's giving visibility so so just under one like this umbrella of 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 employment and and work and being paid for your art is so important you know so um i think that's a really good point to put across yeah and younger, especially younger musicians also need um, occasions to play, you know. Even if they're not the best band in the world yet, mm. they need to make experiences. So open up stages and clubs for them. Yeah. They need to go out to play. Um, and yeah. And music is a lot about learning by doing as well. And stage is even more than stage is one you of your best you can't learn that at school exactly. you know being on stage and being a stage person you need just to experience that you'll find it you know by doing it but if if you know if people always think well um they're at the beginning yeah maybe in one or two years they, they won't make it you yeah. know just open up stages for younger uh, girls like exactly. give them possibilities to mm. show their work so they learned something. Um, let us go to our audience question. The question is, what piece of information or advice do you wish you would have known earlier? Maybe the advice, forget about everything the others say. Just do what your passion tells you to do. Mm. Just trust in your passion and your love to things and to your work and to ideas as well and um, yeah maybe someone should have told me not to forget forget about my father but <laughs> <laughs> to tell you to but, forget but about your father it's a very personal <laughs> issue but I think other girls have 
maybe severe fathers too. So right. maybe I can tell you, forget about your fathers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just do what you want in your life. Yeah. Don't don't try to be, you know, daddy's best girl or so. Mm. It's I mean, you must be your own best girl, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I got to this um I took a long time till I got there. <laughs> But you reached there anyway. Yeah, I'm still working a bit on it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? So many times it's it's that thing where, um, you know, your upbringing, whether it is a father or whether it's a mother or, or or a family or an institution, like there's so many outside um, voices or influences that can really kind of deter us or take us off of our natural path oh yeah you know and, and younger women also mm. uh, told me this you know in the in the coachings that i did like yeah but my brother he always puts me under pressure because i need to be like that and like that maybe sometimes it's the brother the cousin the mother mm. as well yeah, you know yeah. mothers like uh, that have ideas for their children yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's what i learned you know in the coachings as well and sometimes I really have to tell uh, these young women, hey, um, choose your own hood. Mm. I mean, choose your own uh, <laughs> company. Um, uh, love your mother, but, you know, sometimes you have to put your back on her, you know, to, to make a step forward. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, choose the people that really uh, are on your side and help you to make steps forward. Mm. avoid people that um, try, always try to you know tell you oh but are you sure uh, is it working and yeah don't think about too much about that just go forward absolutely well I think we're going to be coming to the end of our conversation um, but before we do we're going to listen to your second track Still Alive that's from your album Immaterial World from four years ago can you tell us a bit about this in your introduction to our track? Well, I love this song. I think it's, um, I really uh, got there at the higher level in my ex musical expression. I think the lyrics are very good because they they keep a secret and the groove is very nice. You know, it's it's very groovy, but it's still like a rock song. So I was very inspired by by um, Taprasuki for this album um, and by hip hop uh, music. So I, I, it's one of my favorites. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thank you so much for your time as well, Nadia. Thank you, Natalia. It was very nice talking to you. I woke up this morning in a, in a hospital bed. Woke up from her cozies with a shaved head and swollen legs. Someone in a white coat appeared with a child and handed me over my preserved heart.
the Helvetia Rocks community or find out more, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. And if you like what you've heard today, please share it with your friends. Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. Music is by Jesse Quartz.